eleven sixteen a.m. on a Saturday, Boston, Massachusetts. Hey guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast, and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio. You Hey yo, and good morning. This is the Always Sunny Cast. I'm your co-host Eric. And I'm your co-host Ross. And this is the podcast where we analyze, break down, dissect every episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, scene by scene, episode by episode, just to get to the heart of what makes it so gosh darn funny. I cleaned up my language there. We're a morning show. We have to be clean. Now this is the earliest we've ever recorded, yeah? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not that early. <laughs> no, it isn't. Uh, I'm normally in a real work life situation, I'm up at like 7 or earlier. We we tried to record last night, but we had a snafu. And But we're back here. We're, we're doing it again, and we're back yeah. uh, for round two. Yeah, we brought the birds this time. I don't know if this. I don't know if it'll be picked up on audio, but Ross does have a bird chirping outside his window, so if it does get picked up and I'm not <laughs> able to edit it out, you know that we have a third co-host here. The bird outside Ross's window. It's a beautiful day. He wants to sing. You know, it's the Fourth of July. We should mention that. <laughs> yeah, today is the Fourth of July. The bird is getting a uh, sneak peek on the episode. It's probably why why it's there. I know he he wa- he wants those early eps. He wants that early release. And today, the, the that bird can listen to us talk about Season 4, Episode 8, Patty's Pub, The Worst Bar in Philadelphia. Original air date is October 16th, 2008. Written by Scott Motter, Rob Roselle, and David Hornsby. And what is that IMDb breakdown? The IMDb summary is as follows. The gang kidnaps the writer of a review, claiming that Patty's is the worst bar in Philadelphia and tries to force him to change his mind. But things get worse when Dennis and Dee accidentally kidnap the writer's neighbor. That's it in a nutshell, I would say. Yeah, totally. I think they got it. We got to talk about up top here, too, before we jump too, too, too far into it, that there's no Frank. Absolutely not even a mention of him. Frank is just left out of the everything. It's almost like they pulled this out of season one. Don't you feel like that? The writing feels like that. The because it's, it's kind of all over the place, you know. It, it almost like lacks a little bit of structure. That a, it, a very main character to not even be mentioned. Like we've right. ha- we've had one episode prior where there was no D and there was no Frank, but they were kind of mentioned and they still felt like they were a presence. They just weren't around. Right, but also the writing in that episode was like very solid and it flowed it without them. Like that's true to to an extent, you know. And and also, since I mentioned this episode was uh, written in two thousand eight, do you have any two thousand eight trivia? Anything that was going on in the world? I couldn't really find a good uh, two thousand eight fact that tied in well. I mean, I found one, but but it was negative. I didn't want to bring it up. Okay. Um, I did find a GrubStreet.com article from two thousand eight. Uh, this is. Worst of Philadelphia's worst bars. All right, worst of the worst. Let's let's A double negative here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see what you got, Philly. Coming in at number one, we have Fox and the Hound. The review is: A few years ago, Art and I made the mistake of watching a game he- there. 
They had country music playing instead of the game audio. We asked the bartender if they could turn down the game volume. The waitress said, oh no, we can never do anything like that without discussing with corporate. (laughs) I've never been back. Terrible, terrible place to watch the game. Yeah, I mean, you got to talk to corporate to... I know, it seems like a pretty easy thing you could do. Seems easy, yeah. Seems like something they don't want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, number two, uh, Kildare's. Soul-sucking faux bar for Jerseyites and Manny Yunkers on a big trip to the city. Then again, I hear they have a great quizzo. I don't know who the hell wrote this. I mean, I don't know what a Manny Yunka is. I've never heard that word before in my life. I believe that might just be like a local like slur for a... uh, like a person from a specific region of yeah maybe yeah it could be yeah i mean it could be like a like a townie you mean yeah like a like a townie from like um i don't know some part of philly or yeah. or new york maybe even yeah never heard never heard these terms okay yeah a- any- quizzo <laughs> anymore <laughs> Uh, three, Glam. I've never actually been in Glam, but I am 100% sure is one of the worst bars in the city. I mean, its name is Glam. That is not a reason to hate something. That's a weird, uh, yeah. That's, Invalid, What's I think. wrong with Glam? Glam is cool. I don't know. It, it could be. <laughs> yeah. It could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Uh, four Fat Tuesdays. Uh, too bad Katrina didn't wipe this place out. Oh, that's not. That's a little off color. I don't off. care for that. I don't care for that at all. Yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, that's and then we have uh, five Tiki Bobs. When Jerseyites and Manny Yunkers want to dance after a few Irish car bombs at Kildare's, they hop in their Hummers and head here. Okay. This guy really uh, has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's this guy's problem? I don't know. He hates, uh, people from out of town, I guess. Yeah, he has a real problem with that. And he loves the game. <laughs> Mini Yunkers? Was it, what? Mini Yunkers? Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. No, I mean, I should have already, but. It's probably some sort of slur we shouldn't be saying. <laughs> and that's how we got canceled. <laughs> yeah. You ready to jump into, uh, this episode? Yeah, let's go. Cold open, 442 on a Tuesday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The gang is admire, admiring their new TV when Mac reads a newspaper which has a bad review for patties in it. And they got a brand new thin TV. It's thin, Ross. So it's thin. It's so thin. And everyone knows thinner the better. It's sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just a straight up fact. I remember when these became like a thing. Like it was like you would you would see people's TV and think, wow, that's a thin TV. Yeah, it was, like a thing. it was something to admire. Remember the curved? Remember then they started getting curved and shit? TVs? Yeah, recently they just started getting curves. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how I feel. Like, I don't know about the curve. I don't, I, I don't see how it's better or worse. You know what I mean? What is the appeal of the curve? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, couldn't t- I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've seen one in real life. <laughs> but th- 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 it's pretty cool here that they get this this new TV. They got a, they got a Blu-ray player and, and everything to it. But yeah, this is nice. But while they're like, a, a, you, but did you notice like this is almost like too new for the gang? And I know they don't end up staying with it, which I like. But it is weird yeah, it- to not see them with like a tube TV. 
they're based out of like old technology with a camcorder yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. and that really just suits them. I think even kind of late. This new TV like is nice for the moment, but like I'm glad it doesn't stay because yes. it doesn't fit their aesthetic. No, and even later on when they're kind of using smartphones, they still kind of have older smartphones for when you think they should have right. more modern. Stuff. <laughs> I agree. It, it's 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 strange how like how they they they're made, they're in like an alternate reality where the technology moves slower. Maybe they get technology 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So they get yeah, that's cool. They get this new thin TV and we got a great from from Mac, we get a great guys guys guys. Like we have like a like a entrance from Mac even though he's already in the room. We still get mm-hmm. that kind of like I got news kind of thing. Yeah, and they huddle up over. Yeah, they huddle up because there's a review in Patty's, and they start, oh, great, they want to hear it. They're, and this review starts out so promising that it's like mm-hmm. when they get their, their hopes crushed, it's so good. <laughs> because the first thing that the reviewer noticed about Patty's is its charm. It has none. And they're just like. It almost sounds like it's going to be great. <laughs> and it's just downhill from here about everything wrong with this place. And. They kind of get the starch about that, but Max like, okay, l- let me keep going. And the review's mentioning, <laughs> this is so great. I'm like, they, Patty's is in a crazy area. We've said this a million times about like where Patty's Yeah, it's is. like a very industrial. It's not like the city. Yeah, it's strange. And so like the review is saying it has this atmosphere where you could get stabbed at any moment. And this is such a great thing for Mac, his character, to say like, oh, th- that's a good thing. That's good. It's a good thing. That's the exact atmosphere I've been trying to cultivate. That is... While danger making lingers, I'm the level-headed monster that keeps the violence in check. Like Swayze in Roadhouse. I'm the cooler. We've said it like a million, million times, but they are. this is another example of their lives being influenced by movies and TV, and that they just do mm-hmm. the movie or the TV that they saw. They just do what they saw. Yeah, Mac wants to be the character in Roadhouse. I, I can't even. Uh, Katie and I, fiance Katie and I, the other night randomly watched Roadhouse. She never seen it, and I was like, "Oh, you gotta watch this. This is like it's so ridiculous of a movie." Yeah, it is wild. It's wild, and it doesn't make any sense. And while the whole <laughs> the, the, the reality of that is the reality in, of that movie where there are famous bouncers. It's like, mm-hmm. and I was saying to Katie, I was like, I was saying like, this is where Mac gets all his ideas of his job. Like this is what he yeah. this is what he thinks is is going on. This is what he thinks he is, and it's just I can't watch that movie and separate it from Mac now. It's crazy. I didn't even know I didn't right. even know they were going to talk about it this episode. I just randomly watched that a couple nights ago. That's a good coincidence. Yeah, and it's like it's so true. He and and I love this cooler game that he has. I just wish that in this episode he had more chances to play it. It, right, just, we hear him talk about it, but we don't get to we see. We don't really it. see it. And I think we—that's like that with everybody's game yeah. in this episode. Yeah, it's kind of like There's a lot of like tell but no show. Yeah, I would love the whole. I think I'm like the guy from Roadhouse to come back in like a bigger way. Right, you know? and, and and yeah, are, if he has a big moment, it would, it would be nice. There are stuff like scattered throughout, you know, episodes of that reference Roadhouse here and there. But yeah, the mm-hmm. that that whole idea he he thinks he's the co- and that word specifically the cooler because that's the word they use right. in that movie. Like, he's not a bouncer; <laughs> yeah. he's a cooler. You know, <laughs> they have terminology. <laughs> yeah, they have their own terminology. Like the movie's so wild that there's like everybody's heard of this guy who's a bouncer. 
He's kind of like a bar rescue kind of guy too, though. It's kind of what he does. He's kind of bar. Like a John Taffer. He kind of is. Yeah, he comes in. He cleans up these places. He cleans up the culture, I think. But yeah, something. Yeah, because when he comes, uh, whatever. We're talk- he doesn't we're, renovate. We can save this for our Roadhouse <laughs> podcast, which we should have. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we should do a bar rescue uh, podcast. D and Mac and them are just like. Wait, how is that a good thing? They start pushing back, going like, what are you talking about? Like, I feel very unsafe here all the time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I feel unsafe working here and every like, they say, like, there was stab- There's stabbings here all the time and stuff like that. And it's true. The McPoyles themselves have that's right. contributed a numerous amount of stabbings we should try to, within that's this. right. Yeah, let's keep track of the stabbings. There's not only been stabbings. <laughs> there's, like, the mafias come and pull the guns on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had, like, a showdown. <laughs> There's all kinds of there's all kinds of problems uh, at the bar that Max should be probably paying. I, I mean, a man died in the basement. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> the gambling. That's true. But stabbings have been down, which is I nice. Love, yeah, Charlie's sticking up for Mac here. It's kind of interesting. Well, you stick it up for the bar, I think. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, he's sticking up for it. And they go on with the review, and they're calling the like the they're saying that the. Waitress behind the bar was white trash, and that the the there was a they were classless bores arguing over each other, and D uses a very unfortunate word, a hard F, to describe this guy. Yeah, a word they cannot print in the paper, uh, and nor will I say on the podcast. And just because he ordered a, sh- a Chardonnay, <laughs> so right, she's she's yeah. like, what am, what am I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? Yeah, he ordered a like, Chardonnay, a which cr- is supposed to be. A continuation of, I guess, the joke, but, you know, that doesn't hold up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and basically, it, it's this guy, and it's funny here because Dennis is the one that says, oh, didn't you call him the hard F? Because, mm-hmm. like, and Dennis remembers, I guess, remembers this guy being there. Right, they, have, they all have, like, a good recollection of this guy being in the bar. So it, you know, begs to wonder why they didn't like cater to this guy when he was here or like maybe they, they know. didn't know he was reviewing but they seem to remember him yeah i don't know why don't yeah it's weird right they're, they're mad about and it's funny too because the, it, this carries throughout you know always of always sunny but they they have like a distorted reality of what they are and what they do like uh, does does the description of does this guy's description of his experience at Patty's seem unusual to them? Because it shouldn't. Like, what are they mad about? No, it seems like something that happens every day. Yeah, there. what are they mad about? In other words, it's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I think he nailed it. And that's what we get. Mac reading on and saying the the review says that Patty's is the worst bar in Philly. And we all get a nice shot mm-hmm. of all the gang looking kind of mm, quiz, like Meh. unsure of what they think about this. Right, and we get the title card: Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. Now, Eric, what do you think of that title? <laughs> that title card. It's a, okay, it's okay. It's an okay title. Yeah. I, I'm on record saying that this. I, I've said it in the past on past episodes that this is probably my least favorite Always Sunny episode. Whenever someone says, "Is there an episode you don't care for?" I usually say this one. But I think as we go... Yeah, for me, so far, it's been this one. Uh, yeah, I think... But as we go through this, obviously, there's things to like. There are things that are funny. Yeah, So it's course. not like... And we'll see by the end of this how I come out. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how I come out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eric, you are a liar sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. So back from the, from the opening credits, 
we see the gang show up at Lionel Corman's office and they ask him to write a new review. Do you uh, have anything on Corman? Yes, Lyle Corman is played by Fisher Stevens. He was born 1963 from Chicago, Illinois. He was on Short Circuit, Super Mario Brothers, Hackers, Early Edition, Lost, Vice Principals, and The Blacklist. And because um, I only have two um, people to report on this episode, I kind of did look for like any extra information about them, and I found that he has a lot of information. It looks like he went in and typed okay. in like a bunch of stuff. Because <laughs> he even like sort of mentions that he was in a three-year relationship with Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, if you were in a three-year relationship, Just seems like you'd, a sne- weird brag. you'd sneak that into <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it'd be on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's kind of a famous actor, this guy. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. I know from short stories. He has story. a face. Yeah. I, think, but I, believe he was, I believe he was doing Indian face in Short Circuit. Like he's pretending to be an Indian guy. Oh boy! I know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hold up well. But as a kid, <laughs> as a great. kid, I loved those movies. Short circuit. I haven't watched them in a long time, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So yeah, Coleman's here. They come walking in. They come walking. They're at the Philadelphia Inquirer, and we get a nice establishing mm-hmm. shot of the building, which is the actual building where it actually looks like a front, which is pretty cool. I googled it and found it. And oh, nice. When they come walking in here, it's D, Charlie, and Dennis. But the framing, as they walk in, the framing of the camera just stays on D and Dennis because we get a nice reveal about Charlie holding a hammer in a minute. And but it's cool how the setup is. Like it's very good staging where we don't see Charlie. We see Charlie come in, but we don't see him stand next to them. So then when we get the third person pan over, it's a nice joke. You know. So they. Yeah. Totally. They come in. I agree. Yeah, they come in and they're being fake nice. The, oh yeah, they apologize. They say, "Oh hey, we're here to give you an opportunity." <laughs> yeah, we're here to give you an opportunity, which is yeah, a second chance. Like they're this is <laughs> their distorted reality of like they're giving this. They're not asking for a second chance to be a good bar to show them that they're a good bar. Mm-hmm. They're giving this guy a. Sec, they're giving him a second chance to write a review, like as if he did something wrong. Like they're so, <laughs> they're so crazy. Like they they're psychotic. It is truly like, and the filter though, the writing is so consistent. Like everything they mm-hmm. say is filtered through selfishness. Right. Yeah. Totally. They're saying to him, "Hey, if you know, if you just get to know us, we're not white trash. We're classy." And and the guy, his response is, "Yeah, well, <laughs> in that case, could you could you ask your friend to put down the hammer?" And, <laughs> and that's where we get the pan over the, of Charlie holding the hammer. And Charlie's holding it like not in like a threatening way, but like kind of just holding it in front of him, like just just, <laughs> just showing that he has a hammer. It's like. It's strange. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> it's odd. Very odd. And rightfully so, this guy's like, all right, you know, you got to get out of here. You know, it's like, this is private office. Like, get out of here. And they start going on of this guy. Yeah, they call him rude. Don't be rude. We just came here to have a talk. Classic gang. That's a classic <laughs> gang move. <laughs> just switch it on them. It's always their fault. Yeah. And wh- what's D going to sue? Uh, what's D going to sue him for? And they're gonna. They say, libel and slander. Those are the two big dogs, the right big there. Big dogs, according. And you to know the di- you know the difference between I, libel I, and slander. I don't know the difference between libel and slander. That's like a thing you all. It's just like, just like one of those legal talks. 
Right. They're just like sort of mentioned. I, you don't know what I, they I mean. I think it means some sort of lies. Right. Slander is a spoken false statement. Okay. And libel is a written false statement. But they both treated the same in court. Okay. But they could be two different charges. So they're really only getting him on liable. Right. Yeah. He's never, I mean, to our knowledge, gone on a podium and said, hey, <laughs> this is... And, but he does remind them that it's only liable if it's false, if it's wrong, if it's not true. And they're like, they don't even know how to this respond when, to that. <laughs> well, well, this is when... Uh, uh, Dennis is like, you know what, buddy? We'll jam your oh, yeah. asshole up That's right. with so many lawyers. You won't even know what to do I'm gonna with yourself. I'm going to jam you up. I'm gonna, the, the term jam you up is, we don't. We almost don't hear it enough, I think. I know. It could have been Dennis's like, staple. Yeah, like I, I mean, we do hear him say it, but like, just not it's enough. It's just such a funny way of saying, like, I'm going to make you, you a up. pain in the ass for you. You know, I'm going <laughs> to. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to give you a hard time for no reason. <laughs> I, that is so great. Jim, your asshole up with so many lawyers. But of course, a newspaper like that has lawyers on retainer. Like, they deal with this stuff all the time. Yeah, so Corman's not threatened at no, all. No, but Charlie has an idea. <laughs> You're out of time, bitch. Smashes this guy's <laughs> clock. Just smashes the clock with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they all switch where, like, they're like, Dennis is like, boom, face. He does that face thing. Boom, face. That's like a dentist thing, face. He like, and I think D does it too, yeah. like face. It means like in your face or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, in your face. You just got like, shame yeah, on you. you just got like, punked or whatever. Joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they all like are now all of a sudden like so like mean to this guy. Like Dennis picks up his coffee mug and spits in it. And like mm-hmm. they're now they're like we're all to get you. It's not <laughs> it completely changed. Yeah, how's that for class? <laughs> he spits in the mug. This just in, poopy pants. <laughs> People don't read newspapers <laughs> What's anymore. Up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just D with a <laughs> random insult. Yeah, and so they leave. Uh, they kind of like storm out, smash a couple things, and leave Corman's office. So back at Patty's, while Dennis, Mac, and D are setting up the new TV, Charlie comes in and shows that he has Corman in the trunk of the car. You know, I was thinking, why, why didn't Mac go to the uh, office as well? Yeah, I don't know. To confront Corman. That's a good question. I, I I don't know, just maybe too many people, or maybe they should have stopped. Was he, was he the only one that was happy with the reveal? Well, maybe, they maybe that could be it. Well, they could have because yeah, they established he, that he his atmosphere that he was trying to cultivate right. shown through. I don't know. I don't know because he he's the level headed one this whole episode. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think maybe they could have made it a little more clear. Maybe that he was he's almost on board for the review. He's fine with it. So that when they do kidnap him, he goes even crazier because this is totally not his idea. You know. Right. And what, what they, they're setting up this new TV here. They get a Blu-ray player, and and it's like a to match that nice thin thin, thin TV. TV. But they got no they that need sexy TV. They need like a flat surface or something. And Max suggests, oh, maybe we can just dangle it. He's like, let's just dangle it. I have issues. With I have that. so many <laughs> issues with that. It is so like, and I know people like this who have no aesthetic sense. Like, if it just is, mm-hmm. then it is. But get clean up the wires, clean up all the craziness. Yeah, I, I I'm with Dennis on this. Like, uh, if you're gonna have these like status symbols or 
you know, like a, a nice setup, it should just be nice all the way through. I, I mean, why give I up? I totally agree. Charlie comes in and interrupts this with, want to see something? He just kind of yells at, which is like so weird. It's like he's like in a panic. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, like what? <laughs> like he's in a weird little panic. Yeah, he, he doesn't look well. I've done something. <laughs> they, they go outside yep. and we get a nice shot from inside the trunk as they open it. I, I do like this angle. Yeah, totally, definitely. It's like a pretty because it tells the story of they all walked out to the bar. Yeah, it's a pretty classic shot trunk opening from inside mm-hmm. the, but it works. And we see that they got he's got Corman in there. He's gagged. And what's Charlie's explanation? How did this happen? Well, first he was angry. Okay. Then he was drinking. Right. And the next thing you know, he's following Corman <laughs> home and forcing him into the trunk of his own car. <laughs> I mean. Next thing you know, that's, that's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, one thing led to another. I mean, it was a clear path. But it's cool. It's fine, though. Don't worry. He drove around the block a couple times, so he wouldn't know where mm-hmm. he was. And, and Dennis being like... <laughs> I love Dennis on Perfect. He's like, but then you brought him back to a place he's already been. Plus, he just heard everything you just said. <laughs> it is true. It is so funny. Like It's bad enough to just bring him somewhere where he knows where he is. Then, but then just, just to tell him right everything? Off. <laughs> yeah. That is that's Charlie's like logic though, and they're like they're okay they're freaking out because they're like they want to make this not a kidnapping. This is they somehow right. want to. Like, Mac has like the level headed idea of let's just release him right now. <laughs> I mean, we've already gone too but they far. Say, no, no, no. We got to get him inside the bar first, then decide what to do. So h- how right, th- how are we gonna do that? They like how are we gonna do this? Well, Charlie's like let's go. We can wrap him up in a rug. We can roll him into a rug. This is like think of the, This is like not even movie. This is cartoon logic. This is like <laughs> think about like it would take them a day and a half to like even do this. Yeah, how long would he have to stay in the trunk before they went and bought a rug and then pulled him out, rolled him in it in the middle of the street, and then walked him ten feet into the bar? Not only that, but it's expensive, as Dennis points out. You know how expensive an Oriental yeah. rug is. <laughs> <laughs> that's great shot. There's more great Charlie logic, and they 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 say fine, fine, whatever. They they pull him out of the trunk and they had him. They have Charlie take him inside, and it's so funny where Mac is like, "Let's be clear here. This is not a kidnapping." And Diesel, yeah, <laughs> Diesel says, "Yeah, yeah, we're just borrowing him," which is a great kind of yeah, we're just borrowing kind him. of ration like. But Dennis is like, we should. We should cover our tracks. This is where he starts, like, they start talking about, like, covering the tracks and, like... Yeah, to make sure Charlie left without a trace. Like, left without a trace. Because if they went to Corman's, yeah. you know, something could have happened. There could have been an altercation. They're using this very specific crime language. Like, acknowledging mm-hmm. that it's a crime. Like, by saying, like, we got to cover our tracks. Like, <laughs> it's like, they're saying it's yeah. not a kidnapping, but we got to cover our tracks. So, it's like... <laughs> in this game of of D and Dennis covering their tracks again is a very fun game that I don't think is played out to its fullest. We don't get to see enough opportunity of them trying to cover their tracks. I think they should have went to like a second location after they went to Corman's or something. Well, yeah, they should have been in charge of like getting rid of the car or something. Yeah, like two they give them two tasks and then meet up at the end of the bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Sure. 
And so they're going to go off to Corman's apartment and, and do that. But, and, and Mac is going to stick around and he's going to sort things out with his cooling abilities. <laughs> his cooling he, abilities. <laughs> they start yelling at him. I love when they're like, are you still going on about being a cooler? Like just freaking out yelling at him. <laughs> we are surrounded by idiots. <laughs> and it's there's a great like pause. And, and like the scene's like over. There's like a pause and Mac's just like, I just want to establish though that I am the cooler. Like, <laughs> I like how he has to wait for dead silence. Yeah, like, to go right back into it. Like it's, yeah, like, it's not enough for him. Like, he has and to the make people he, submit to his point of view. Yeah, and he needs it to be like established. It's like a mm-hmm. weird, like kind of like I, I'm there first, or what does it matter? Yeah, he even says established. Like he he wants it <laughs> cemented in that like I am doing Swayze in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. We're all on board with that. Exactly. Yeah. So then in Patty's office, Charlie is duct taping Corman to a chair as Mac joins him. Yeah. And Charlie's like, hey, I apologize. You're in this situation, but, you know, this is the best thing we can do right now, which is duct tape him to a chair. (laughs) So much duct tape, too. He's covered in duct tape. And Charlie's he's saying things like he's talking about like this, I think, gets the heart of why Charlie is upset with him, where he's like, this guy with your fancy words and your newspaper talk and judges. People. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like the intellectualness of it, like that this guy's smarter than him or something. Yeah. It's really uh, setting Charlie off. Right. It's almost like he has something over Charlie and, and Charlie can't handle it. Yeah. Like the other ones almost, everyone else almost blew off the thing. They're like, okay, fine. Like he, he's not going to write a review. We're just mm-hmm. going to go on. But now it's like <laughs> Charlie is like Charlie he needs it to guy. happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's crazy, and uh, even like when the guy says the guy says like he's like write me a new review, and the guy says I can't. I'm all duct taped up. Corman says oh, look, look, he's twisting my words, making me look like an asshole. He says the Mac as Mac mm-hmm. comes in, and it's like that's not he, that's a legitimate question, Charlie. Like relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you put him in this situation. You you. <laughs> And now you're trying to uh, make him do something he physically can't, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's not his fault at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like just calm down. Like uh, Max doing a bad cooling job on Charlie. Yeah, he's doing a bad job of cooling Charlie down, but he has apologized. Like he he has made the statement like we can't be doing this. He a bunch of times. Oh yeah, definitely. He's even said like nobody has to write anything against their will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, but the guy lets him know. Corman lets him know he needs to use the the bathroom. He has to pee. I so love they this, have like, a sidebar here. Uh, they even say sidebar. He says sidebar. <laughs> I, I do that over. in real life. I'm like <laughs> yeah. sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> they they go over to the side, and Charlie doesn't care. Charlie doesn't care if the guy pisses his pants. He doesn't care about any of this. But Max, like, no, we can't. Yeah, we can't do this. We can't treat him like that. Yeah, and then he you're ruining to... the chair. I mean, come yeah, on. it's a lose lose. And, and he wants to un like just take the duct tape off, of what, but he can't do that. I mean, ran out of tape, so that's not yeah. an option. And the last time Charlie did that was when he duct taped up the camera, and when he oh, yeah, was for the, the camcorder news. to light yeah. to the camcorder, but he didn't he put u- a tape in the camcorder. He, he used all the duct tape, so he can't <laughs> undo it because I figured. We'll use the light when it's Figured there. we work with, we, with what we have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's always getting in duct tape trouble. Mm-hmm. And Mac, like, as Mac is trying to figure this situation out, trying to figure out how to deal with this, Charlie's like, 
what do you love this guy? You're in love with this guy. What are you in love with this guy? Which is weird and funny. I love that one. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. and he doesn't have to be in love with them to treat him like a human being. Yeah. You <laughs> like, 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 no. Like, like, what? No. But we, <laughs> it's like a hard thing to like respond to because it's so crazy to say. Yeah. <laughs> But he's gonna Max is gonna defuse the situation. Yeah, and he sends Charlie to the basement to look for more tape, and he's gonna yeah. take him uh, Cormoran to the bathroom. Exactly. Play it cool. Play it cool. He tells Charlie to apologize, and Charlie like turns around and he's apologizing, <laughs> but then uh, but with then, his like, words, with his words, and then he mouths the words, "I'll I'm going to kill you," and he does like the slit throat thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how he does it. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. He's like he can't. He's so fired up. And then Max he doesn't calm down the whole episode. Yeah, he, yeah, he does like the bounce. Like, You're out of here. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. So then, at an apartment complex, Dennis and Dee attempt to cover up Charlie's tracks. I think this is a fun scene. This is a very fun scene because I like. I like them working together, and I like when they show that D is just as psychotic as Dennis because they're twins. Right. So they're cut from the same cloth. They do, I mean, a lot of times when uh, D will get ahead of everybody in the yeah. gang when it comes yeah. to every like every man for himself type situation. Yeah. And this is a good example of D being able to think further than Dennis. Right, especially yeah. when like Dennis is packing a suitcase, right, and he's just cramming stuff in, and you know, he's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Is he going to Cancun or Canada? Because you're packing right. like a swimsuit and yeah. and winter coats, so yeah, like, right. He can't be <laughs> that can't be his luggage. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's that's D. Seems obvious. Like, well, you know, not for someone who isn't a killer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That isn't like trying to True. like. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like, oh, like D has this like mentality of like she can be in the mind of it of like mm-hmm. if I, if she was really trying to get away with it. She I mean, they both have put it. themselves in the situation or uh, position of killer before. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and you I think just... that research would have paid off? <laughs> exactly. And even that, even even in that episode, D is kind of like crazy with some of the stuff she thinks I mean, of. Like she was the bonkers. weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Can this cut through bone? Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've actually been watching the some of the newest Always Sunny, and I've been going back and watching some later seasons recently. Cool. And the episode where they're on the cruise, the, where the gang died, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, they th- there's a part where Dennis is like talking to D about like things, and D's ahead of it. She's like, D's like, yeah, yeah, because of the implication. And like, mm-hmm. and D has her own form of the implication that she does with guys right. and stuff. Yeah. Where like, I I like that they're like twins and they do the sa- they do same similar things. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like it is interesting. But here it is with D's on top of it. <laughs> Their upbringing <laughs> must have been and, and, something, right? <laughs> I know, Frank. I mean, Jeez. and when D corrects him here about the about the like the Hawaiian shirt and the tropical shirt and the two heavy coats, he says, "You're right. You're right. I'm leaving a trace." Mm-hmm. Like he uses that term, I'm leaving a trace. <laughs> it's so strange. Their attempt at a cover-up is <laughs> yeah. a botch. 
And he figures, yeah, he'll go to Cancun. He's been stressed out. He'll, he'll go to Cancun. So they start packing more like... <laughs> yeah, he's been winter. under a lot of pressure with these reviews. <laughs> like how he, D- he thought that out. <laughs> and he's going to leave an outgoing message on his on his answering machine. And, and is, is 2008 too late for answering machines? Um, I mean, my parents still... My dad at his like, shop... He yeah. still has an answering machine, so I'm going to say for old people, no. <laughs> but I, I guess Mehar, who will find out, I guess has an answering machine, which is wild to me. Well, well, I have a question about the answering machine. So she's I, looking to put like an outgoing uh, one, but like, was there an option to have multiple? Or is she going to record one for... She was going she was to re- record one saying, I have left, yes. But it was going to be her voice, obviously. Which is leaving a trace, right? Which is leaving a trace. But also, and then how does the tape recorder work where like, she's going to go record her own outgoing message and then she heard his uh, his message? Like, Why did that play? Well, uh, she um, hits a button and it says, outgoing message one. Hey, this is Mayhar, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. Oh, maybe you can have multiple ones. Maybe you can, but like... Yeah, for when you go on vacation and stuff. Right. She would have to plan. I mean, maybe she was looking to find the right one to it's put. Just no, it's I don't just know. It's just idea. weird. It's, not <laughs> it's just weird, right? Right. And they and when they do press it, they get this outgoing message from someone named Mehar. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that does like, not sound like Corbin. <laughs> no. And then Mehar comes into the the apartment right after he says that. Great timing. Yeah. And it you, looks like you, he's been doing some laundry. You got anything on him? Yeah, Mehar is played by Rizwan Manji. He was born 1974 from Toronto, Canada. He was in uh, an episode of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He was in Transformers, Hannah Montana, Better Off Ted, The Wolf of Wall Street, The League, Workaholics, The Magicians, The Dictator. And he's been married to his uh, lovely wife, um, Taslim, for 18 years. Nice, congratulations. I thought I'd get both of their <laughs> relationships. <laughs> now, he comes in, and we get a nice, who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> and a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I asked one question, you'll get that. But he's like, they're friends with Corman. Friends with Corman? <laughs> that, that's their, their well, friends with Corman? Like that's, and the, <laughs> Mr. Corman lives across the hall. Does he? Does he? <laughs> <laughs> they both. He does. It's so good. This I could have watched up, like, like ten more minutes of this. This mix-up with the apartments comes in. It, this actually has three beats. Yeah, I love this. This is yes. fun. The mixing up of the apartments is very fun. So back at Patty's in the restroom, Mac explains the fine points of cooling until Charlie comes in. And joins him, and they both end up helping Corman go to the bathroom. So Mac like starts it off with being like, "Now back to the coolest <laughs> conversation." So there has so, been a cool conversation we haven't seen. Yeah. So he's <laughs> <laughs> so like Corman probably like steer the conversation away, and then Mac's yeah. like, "No, we got to get back to it." <laughs> and he lets him know about his bouncer abilities. Like for instance. If there was an altercation here, he'd look <laughs> around for something to use. Like this pool snake. Why is there a, puke, a pool cure? I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why is that in the bathroom? <laughs> but um, I think it's fun because, like, he um, talks about... So, like, the bouncer, right? He would be the muscle of the bar. Yeah. Right? 
and yeah. Mac equates it to to being brainy. Remember when he wanted to be the brains in the organization? Yeah, and I then think he ended up being the muscle at one what, point. Yeah, I think that's because in Roadhouse they portray Swayze as like a philosopher bouncer. They yeah, portray true. him as he's. He wins because he's smarter than the other person. Right. He's like wise. Right. He can like spot things and notice things. And yeah, he uses his brains. But Mac is taking the complete wrong idea of like. Of course. I mean, why would he do it right? (laughs) But we get a great him swinging the stick around, making the sound effects. You know what? This is so Spencer. I I can't let it go. I was just going to say that. I know there's (laughs) something later on. I know our mutual friend Spencer We've like, mentioned would it do before. This. He re- he reminds us of Mac does stuff that reminds us of him, and he would do this. He would and he would grab a pool stick, start swinging make the around, noises, make the noises, get in your face with it, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you'd be like, put it down because you're and, actually gonna hurt me, right? And then it would go flying off, like it goes flying off, whatever. But you, that's not only if you wanted, wanted to. to. <laughs> only if I wanted to, it's like a fire right into your chest. Because <laughs> I get the skills that can do that. Yeah, it's no, never a mistake. It's never his fault. It's so funny. Mac is like, oh, man. Unbelievable. Charlie shows up, and he couldn't find any more duct tape, but he's got a bandana. Ooh, I appreciate you looking <laughs> for me and finding it for me and doing the Charlie work that got me to getting the point of having the bandana. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they get eye. jealous and they both want the bandana because yeah, they see like, an opportunity to look cool wearing the bandana. <laughs> Does the, are there any of them wearing the bandana later? No, and that's no... That's that, a mistake. We don't get the payoff for that. That's a mistake. Yeah, they, it should be incorporated in their clothing somehow later on. Yeah, well, like... At multiple points, they're both wearing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the duster. Yeah. Because when he brings the bandana, he's like, oh, yeah, that's not it, that's not big enough. It won't work. But I should wear it. I <laughs> should, yeah. <laughs> but I, I should wear it. <laughs> yeah, so they fight over the bandana. And Corman's like, all right, enough. You know, just get me out of this disgusting bathroom. And Charlie is, oof, this is not so, what you want to say to Charlie. Charlie starts using this voice that he's used. He was using in a previous scene too, and he calls him Mister Man. Okay, there, Mister Man, and he's like talking like that. Yeah, in our and first that, attempt to record this, we, we had a conversation about this. What, right. what was the? Uh, I don't know. It was. It was from Misery. It's from the oh, movie yes. Misery. Misery. Yes, a kidnapping a of a writer. a writer. And I feel like this That's Misery game. I feel like this Misery game isn't like stated enough, or played nor well. is it played to its fullest like Charlie should be going full misery he should be doing the movie misery right if he injured his legs or something or do you are you familiar with that movie uh vaguely I know there's a, um, there's a pretty f- famous scene where like it's it's ripe for parody I'm sure it's been parodied like a million times but it'd be funny to see always Sunny do it where he's tied up you know he's in the bed and she goes off to like to the store or something and he gets up out of the bed and he's like wandering around the house for like the first time trying to escape and stuff sure and she has all these she has all these knickknacks and stuff around and he picks one up and he like looks at it and she's coming home so he puts it back down and he runs back into the bed but then as she comes into the house she's looking around and she sees that that knickknack was put down facing the wrong way or whatever so she realizes he was that's crazy bed. oh yeah it's like this one little thing in a mass of a bunch of stuff she like mm-hmm. notices it but wouldn't that be like charlie notices corman moves something or something <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah have or even just think he did, even though he didn't. He's like, "How could I? I'm duct taped up." He's like, "You move this," you know. 
<laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, just something more in the misery game because that is funny. But Charlie takes such offense to this disgusting bathroom. You could eat out of that bathroom. You could eat oh, I, dude, I would not recommend doing that. <laughs> I'll eat this right now. <laughs> I just pissed in that (laughs) that urinal five minutes ago. uh, uh, That's great of of Mac being the the voice of reason, being like, no, you cannot eat. (laughs) 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 And he's chewing on it. And this is so funny where he's like, Mac's like, Mac's like, you don't have to do it. He's like, I have to prove a point. He's exploding out. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you don't have to. He's chewing on it. And. Okay, fine, fine. The the guy he's like, okay, I will write your, your your new review if you just let me go to the bathroom or whatever. And they're like, okay, they compromise. They're both gonna help him, so it won't be weird. Right, because they so, have the argument again. You know, Charlie yeah. was comfortable letting him piss in the chair, but you yeah. know, Mac thinks that's like inhumane. Yeah. So to make it equally awkward for both of them, they're both going to, as Mac gestures, take it out oh. of his pants. We cut to a little while later as Dee and Dennis arrive with a kidnapped Mayhar. So they come walking out of the bathroom here. Very slowly. And, and they're like shook. <laughs> they're, they're all, like all shell-shocked. Shook. Yeah, they're all shook. And Mac... Uh, uh, they and have a conversation about what happened. Charlie's like, I gotta, I gotta say it. Like, did he get a little hard on us? It's <laughs> such a weird like conversation here. And even yeah. the, the guy, Coleman's like, sh- like shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, why did it move? Yeah, that's a very, <laughs> and even later on, like they're so torn up about what happened. Oh, they reason. think about it like three to four more times, but like they did it. <laughs> they did it to themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Corbin, even as they were approaching, was like, "No, I don't." And this very is a, against it. This is a great mirror. Like this is how, like in an improv scene or something, like if we're doing a Harold, this is what you would want the person to come in and be like, "Hey, guys." We did something like in the same right. way that, that same Charlie beat. came in with it. Yes, it's like the same intro. That's mm-hmm. how it should go. It should be mirrored to look exactly alike. So they came in, they did something, and they come outside and they have Mayhar in the trunk of a car, and they're like, "I just slight he mix up asking, with apartments." Yeah, he started. He slight mix up apartments. He started asking questions. I asked one question here. <laughs> no, no, no. You asked a lot of questions. <laughs> I like how in that moment, like, yeah, one question could feel like a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, who That's are what you they're people? trying to say. Who are you people is the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie shuts the trunk here while this is happening. He's like, okay, okay, let's just leave. Let's shut the trunk. Like, let's leave him here for a second and talk this out. And this is like, like you can't, Mac is like, you can't kidnap someone to cover up another kidnapping. That's a classic mistake. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. There was a handbook on kidnapping. <laughs> classic mistake. Handbook. And, this is all good dialogue. This is yeah, all very Is funny. that for like another movie? I'm sure it's like a trope of like making the situation worse. Like kidnapping someone to kid- cover up the kidnapping. Yeah, I is don't know. Direct... Nothing specific. No, yeah. nothing specific. Nothing that pops out to me, but I'm yeah. sure it's been in something. And, but they got a bigger problem. Charlie just locked the keys in the trunk. He, he didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> you know, um, I looked it up. It, 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 in the year 2002, it became mandatory for them to have a trunk release. Really? Yeah. Did so I know that. In 2002 and beyond, we now have a trunk release for cars. Oh, okay. Nice. That's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, yeah. 
the, the the releases next to all the zip ties and the and the rubber gloves. Yeah, all my fetish shit. Tool. <laughs> I get locked in there all the time, and I'm digging around, and I gotta get you, my tools. Yeah, you like you like to bind into. I like to be bound. <laughs> We're talking about a completely different episode. Uh, so yeah, this is where they kind of split up. Dean and Dennis go inside to talk to Corman. Which I think is funny because now they're dishing Mac yeah. and Charlie to deal with their problem. Yeah, deal with their problem. And while they're like kind of fiddling with this, we get a, a second little beat of the like. Uh, Good, because we don't want to see that man anymore. We don't <laughs> see that guy anymore. And they're like, why? What happened? <laughs> what happened? He says, he says uh, none of your business. Uh, something happened. None of your business. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Like, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And they leave. And I love that like. Man, it's burning me up inside. They're like they're both kind of like, like what happened that was like so traumatized. They're traumatized by this. So then, in the office of Patty's, Dee and Dennis try to help Corman along with a new review. So they come in and he's using a typewriter, very gang technology. They both come in with this light, like ha ha ha, like oh, this, this is all a joke, tap tap tapping away, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like in these like crazy psychotic moments that Dennis <laughs> and both D are like chipper. Yeah, they're like fake. Yeah, they're like fake people. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. We see that a lot with Dennis. And they let them know that they had nothing to do with this. They're not to blame. Mm-hmm. They start like pointing like the wall, like the point outside. Yeah, so it was someone else's <laughs> idea. Charlie and Mac. <laughs> but we are in this situation together. Yeah, and what Dee says, you know, is there anything I can do? And Coleman says, you can let me go. And the way they laugh. <laughs> there he goes again. I didn't know he was so funny. <laughs> yeah, they like, it's scary. Like, it's yeah, like scary it's how they laugh. Like. Crazy. And he fine. Fine. He, he says, uh, "I'll take a white, a white line, a white wine." Oh, um, cool. Uh, do you want me to get some lipstick with that for you? Boom! Face. Mm. He's got face again. Cool. He does it. <laughs> Dennis does it again. Boom! Like they, they I, laugh so genuinely. Like yeah, about and, this. Like it's weird that like because most of the time they're like all over D about not being funny this and that mm-hmm. but, but when they're laughs. on the same page it's awesome yes and and how Dennis is like you can't blame her for that you teeter up you teeter up I mean you can't blame you can't <laughs> expect her not to take a swing at you right <laughs> uh, and Den- this is great so he's, he's finishing his typing and this is great what Dennis is like you know if you have any questions about you know, any of us, you can let me know. And Dennis is so weird and transparent right here. But oh, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, well, you know, I drive a Range Rover. Like, he just. Gas guzzler. <laughs> and, and Dennis not on not the highway, though. He, you know, <laughs> Dennis not getting what he wants right away. Like, really kind of like, uh, like, he <laughs> wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's just like Dennis to just bring up his Range Rover for no reason. What's that matter? It's like a status thing. Yeah. He's all, I mean, in this episode specifically, with the TV. It's, yeah, it's classy. And because Corman says, what do you want from me? I want you to recognize my things. The, the awesome TV, the thin, oh, oh my awesome you know, what, car, the thin he says, TV. yeah, what do you want me to say? Dennis Reynolds, you are awesome. Your flat screen <laughs> TV. I took a look at it. It's very thin. It speaks <laughs> volumes about you as a person. Give me something I could work with, Corman. And it should so- be the other way around. Like, he... Corman, he should be giving Corman things to say, you know? Right. And also, like, he's so transparent where he's like, these things speak volumes of you as a person. That's like things, you just like, not, you don't say that out loud. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's sort of like he's just saying how transparent and vain he is. Right. Yeah, right. It just doesn't even like phase him that he's just saying that out loud. And D comes back, but she didn't want to get any. Wouldn't want to open a bottle of wine, so she yeah, got she didn't feel like it. She didn't feel like opening a this bottle. This is her problem as a bartender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might go to why they got a bad review. Mm-hmm. And but D brought him some scotch. Some top shelf scotch. Because that's what she feels like writers should drink. I've, me, I think it, I feel like vodka on the rocks. Yeah, that. I mean, I, that's what I do in, in real life. Yeah, I feel like that's like for a writer. I'm gonna get you. Some and I'm not a writer. <laughs> You're the opposite. You're an eraser. <laughs> I'm a reader. <laughs> so they, they, and and he says like I don't drink scotch and classic gaslighting, classic gang gaslighting. Well, don't be a dick about it. All, yeah. all he said was, "I don't, I don't drink scotch." <laughs> and they you say, know, "Don't." If I was to write an article about you, <laughs> the headline might I'm, read, "I'm not reading her headline." <laughs> oh, okay. I forgot how it ends. She do- yeah, she also does another unfortunate word here at the end of her F word. Yeah, most negative man in the world needs to call other people white trash to make himself not feel so F wordy. And he even kind of like repeats it, kind of like you hear yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's it's very and 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 Dennis almost you think like I feel like later Sonny Dennis would be like all right take it easy or something mm-hmm. you know what I mean he'd be like okay calm down or something yeah but totally Dennis just goes like can I see what you've been writing there and they look I like at what the uh, yeah I like how he asked for permission but he's yeah. gonna do it anyway and yeah, yeah it was like that when they knocked on his door to his office in the beginning oh, of the that's episode right, yeah uh, and this the, the thing he's writing here seems to be heavy on the kidnapping. <laughs> Kidna- <laughs> heavy on the kidnapping aspect <laughs> so then outside Mac and Charlie attempt to break into Coleman's car you jam in further though this is, I'm on the bottom well, I'm like okay. whatever's down there and I'm it won't catch on to anything is the problem man damn it dude I feel like this should be easier people break into cars all the time you know a piece of me wants to chalk this whole guy in the trunk thing up to a loss right now no dude. We can't do that, bro. We got to get him out of the car. Well, then why don't you just let me take the hammer and smash the window and we'll just pop the trunk? Charlie, if we were going to smash the window, I would simply do it with a roundhouse kick. Well, come on. You're not going to be able to break this window with a roundhouse kick. Let's get serious here. Charlie, I've never been more serious about anything in my entire life. Help! Please let me out. I have to get home. I have a cat. Sir, we all have cats that we like to be playing with right now, okay? We're doing our very best. My cat is diabetic. She needs her insulin shot. Please! So we got to babysit a cat now? Ooh, dude, I can't have a dead cat's blood in my hands, man. That's not good. <sighs> all right. Mac to the rescue. Let me just back up. I'm going to roundhouse this. I'm going to kick it, and then all we can right, get fine. it. Kick it, man. All right, but back up, because I don't want the glass to shatter your all face, right, you go. know? Guard your eyes. <laughs> You know what? There shit, is a slope man. in the ground, and I didn't. I wasn't. You just I wasn't totally calibrating that great. This mirror, bro. Oh, man. Well, oh. it's the bullshit street. We gotta get that. We gotta get the zoning people. I out don't here, think it's the street, bro. That's an issue. All right. Don't touch the window. All right. I'll do that when I get back. I'm gonna grab his cat with Dennis's car. I'll be back. Learn how to kick. Take one karate class if you're so into karate. You know. Charlie, this starts here with Charlie like using like a like a coat hanger or something as like a slim gym. Yeah. Th- they're trying and to do the uh, pop the lock up. Classic, yeah. Classic, where you jam the it down up. the window. Yeah. Try to pop but the they, lock. Uh, what the hell, Ross? Uh, people breaking the cars all the time. This should be easier. 
It, I mean, that's, that's max rationing. Like it should be easier. <laughs> they should have got a criminal. And this is great. This is so subtle. It's real quick. With where Charlie just goes, you know, we should just chalk this up as a loss and just like, he just wants to leave the guy in the car. Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's we'll just leave the guy in the car. <laughs> yeah, chalk it up as a loss. Leave him. Like, and of course, Mac. No, no, no. We can't Mac do that. Being the re- voice of reason, this whole goddamn episode. So he, so he should probably use the hammer and smash the window, right? Well, I mean, if you're gonna smash the window, I would just simply do it with a roundhouse kick. <laughs> Charlie even laughs at him. I know, and he says like, "You can't." And the way this is phrased too, because he's like, Charlie goes, "You can't smash that one around." So let's be serious. And then let's be we serious. get this like music. We get music like like this like chime music, and mm-hmm. and Mac looks so serious. I've never been more serious about anything in my entire life. And he just looks like, and this is so. <laughs> this is again. Spencer, this feels like yeah. Then, I feel like this is something he thinks he could do, <laughs> and would try. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd blame it on the slope of the street and <laughs> get to get the zoning people up for it. Yeah, b- well, before we <laughs> before we get there, like we get a nice out of the trunk of the car, like to break this awkwardness up of like I've never been more serious about anything in my entire life. Like <laughs> Ma- what Mac thinks his abilities are, or, like I'm envious. And yeah, I mean, I wish I had that confidence. <laughs> totally. Yeah, definitely. And we get a nice, like, I got to, uh, let me out. Like, I got to get my cat. We get a nice, uh, we all we all have cats we'd like to be playing with. That's like a, <laughs> a gif or something. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our very best. <laughs> yeah. And the cat's a diabetic, though. Interesting and cat. You have a diabetic cat. That is true. That is true. I have a diabetic cat. I give him a shot at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. every single day. Mm-hmm. Me or fiance Katie, I should say. Yeah, and uh, he's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> so, so like this guy complaining like that, like he's got to give his cat a shot. I know that feeling. It sucks. Yeah, and, and Your world revolves around it, right? It kind of does. Yeah, yeah. you got to be home at certain times. It definitely does. And Charlie can't have blood of a cat on his hands, though. I know this, this really guy. Pulls he, at he, his can, heart he can leave this. He can leave this guy in the trunk. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta go get the cat. But <laughs> a cat? No, no, no. You can't. That, you can't have that. No way. And fine. Max, like, fine. I'll kick the window in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We get a nice like setup. Like, why does he have to do a roundhouse kick? Why can't he just kick the the window? Um, the theatrics of it. Like, Mac in his head has a specific kick that will is applicable to the situation, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he does a spin kick and ends up just kicking the mirror off, That's the the rearview mirror. And uh, I think f- it's funny he doesn't actually do a roundhouse kick. He does like a, um, I would say a, a side, a turning side kick or a uh, spinning back kick. It's like a spinning kick. Yeah, like it's, it's a not a, kick. specifically a roundhouse. So no, even like his terminology is wrong <laughs> with what he's doing. Yeah. He, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he just does like a spin kick. And this is so funny where it's not his fault. Don't you love this? He can't be at fault. Right. It's it's beautiful writing. It'd be like, it's the street. We got to get the zoning people out here. Like, what is he talking about? I don't think it's about? the street, man. Yeah, Charlie pushing back <laughs> is so funny, too. Like, <laughs> like it shows, like, Charlie's been, like, um, dealing with this nonsense his whole life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And... This reminds me of we haven't got there yet, but when they're when Charlie is teaching Mac how to play hockey, 
Mm-hmm. He, there's a similar like mirror of this where like Mac can't hit the puck and he blames the street. He's like, I don't think the street is regulation. That's one of the things he says. <laughs> he, oh yeah, he even gets like on the ground. He gets to down. Look at it, yeah, he, he's it's always, he blames the street again. Yeah, it's almost like they look like they're in, like the same spot too, like a where they are. So as Mac is leaving here, we get a nice from Charlie. Like it, it, you take one karate class if you're so interested in karate. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> such a great line so back inside patty's as dennis is admiring the new tv setup mac comes in with a cat charlie comes in with mayhar and d comes in with corman this is an interesting mashup of a bunch of stuff like when did they get the time to put together this entertainment cabinet yeah for some reason there's like an entertainment and if and if Coleman doesn't like this, and he's just a straight up hard R word for no wow. reason from Dennis. I know we get a lot of like coarse language in this one. We get like um, I don't know. Like we get a mean Charlie. There's a lot of weird things about this episode. Which There's not so. It doesn't seem like anyone's having fun. Right. I think is and I think I mean for me personally, Corman isn't the most likable guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Yeah, he is not like. Yeah, exactly. Like, Had they not, kidnapped like, uh, Mayhar, like a guy like Mayhar, who's like nice and happy and just like completely, I guess, innocent. Yeah, I think the whole attitude of the episode would have been funnier. Like them playing hardball with like a, a likable guy is like. Yeah, or like and losing like, is funny. They accidentally kidnap Mayhar from the beginning. Right. And have to deal with it. You know what I mean? That's the wrong person. Yeah, and they keep thinking that's else. him and Right. Like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah, it seems like I don't know. It's like people just like aren't having that fun. But so yeah, he's admiring his new setup here and Mac comes in with the cat. <laughs> And it he looks like looking, your cat, by the way. It does look like my cat. Yeah, an orange cat. My cat would not be that calm. Well, which what's what cat's name that um what's your cat's my name? My cat What's my cat's name? Yeah, that, I don't know how to ask that, that question. I have, I, have, I have three, but that one is Django. Django, okay. Yeah, like Django Fett from Star Wars. Oh, I thought it was like Django Unchained. No, that's actually our mutual friend Stephanie. Her dog is Django, like D-G-J-A-N-G. Mine's, yeah, spelt that way, but my cat's J-A-N-G-O, like Django Fett. Oh. But that is a common... People say like, "Oh, like, what? Well, no, it's it's stupider than that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Jango and Jane? No, stupider. <laughs> no, way worse. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a big orange cat, just like Mac comes walking in with, and he's looking on the ground and like around the bar for hypodermic needles, which speaks volumes about like <laughs> the bar, right? Like at well, any point the, there could be hypodermic needles. And by the way, the why would you want to use them? It seems like they've been used, right? If they're on the floor. Yeah, exactly. He's looking for used hypodermic needles. Yeah. Wow. It's craziness. And you and I mean, you went and got his cat. But you didn't get the needles as well. Like I, I have needles in the insulin. Like you need needles. Yeah, you need the insulin. insulin. I mean, like, does he have the insulin at least, or what does he? It doesn't. He doesn't mention it. I mean, it'd be it would be funny if you see him like trying to feed the cat a cookie or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like for like sugar, sugar or something. Boost, We're just yeah. trying to give it sugar or something. <laughs> and this is great where they, they all start coming in now where like Cor- Corman comes out of the back office mm-hmm. with D. with um with D and he's Charlie like, rolls in with Mayhar. 
a child doesn't even have. But when when Cor- when they come in, Corman's like, "What are you doing with my cat?" He's <laughs> like, "This is your cat." <laughs> so then we, so then we get the second beat of the wrong like the wrong kidnapping. Yeah, the wrong kidnapping. Yeah, the wrong they 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 mixed up the wrong apartments again, <laughs> and. This is great. So yeah, it's Coleman's cat, and Mayhar comes in with 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 Charlie. Like, well, you broke the window, and like, yeah, the guy had to take a dump. So and now we get another awkward bathroom situation. Yeah, because Dennis brings up the point of how he's all tied up or whatever. <laughs> like, Don't even ask how it happened. It Let's happened. not talk about it. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. How it happened? Okay. <laughs> and this is uh, that is like that. So that's like sort of like a second even beat to that. But this is all happening so fast. Yeah, this is a fun little scene. I like this one. The cat is freaking out, and they they go okay, okay. Then they put them all away. Basically, they put they put Mayhar back in the other room, and they put Corman back in the office, and they all join together to, for a plan. They got to come up with something. Charlie comes running down the bar. I got it. We'll give them amnesia, like another cartoon idea. Yeah, this is like this is like when this is like season eight of every 90s tv show <laughs> like yeah in the, gonna, in the amnesia episode he's gonna smash a bottle over their head turn their clocks back and put yesterday's newspapers in front of their doors which i think is weird if they're gonna put yesterday's newspaper okay let's like pretend they got kidnapped on monday right okay yeah if they put yesterday's newspaper it'll be sunday but they will be living in tuesday I think the idea is to make and them then lose have the day. Sunday's so, newspaper. Yeah, they think it's Sunday. So then, going forward for the rest of their lives, there'll be a day off. There will be two days off. There'll be two days off. Yeah, that's crazy so, like, and they, worse. <laughs> that's what. Charlie, that's exactly why it wouldn't work. <laughs> that's, like, that's why. That's why it's craziness. Yeah, and. They're like Dennis is getting so aggravated with this. He's like, "No, no, Mac, tell me you got something." And Mac, a sensible idea. We'll bribe them. Yeah, we'll bribe them. Not but Coleman though. He's Coleman's made a stone a, or something. Yeah, he guy, will guy, yeah. not comply to a bribe. <laughs> no, not. But Coleman. Mayhar, on the other hand, ooh, ooh, Mac did notice though that the kidnapping did rub him the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, like use of language. Rub him the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be something big and something expensive. And they all turn. They look at the new TV. And this really bumps Dennis out. I mean, he worked so hard to achieve this. Yeah. This yeah. status, and it's gonna be stripped away. But you know, I, I think it is cool because like this doesn't get to stay. This doesn't fit the gang aesthetic yeah. at all. So definitely. So then after the gang says goodbye to Mayhar, they go back in the patties to catch Corman trying to escape. And so they, we see him inside the taxi with all the, the TV and stuff hanging out the back of the taxi. <laughs> so Mayhar <laughs> took the bribe. I mean, he took the bribe. Yeah. I mean, they thank him, they yeah, thank they him for thank bringing him. the cat. Thanks for taking <laughs> home Corman's cat. <laughs> Good luck Good with luck your cat. Good luck with your sick cat. <laughs> 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 what an awkward uh, Mayhar should come back. He should come back somehow. Yeah, he was likable. I like him. So then, uh, so then, yeah, so then they, they say goodbye to him and they come back into the, the patties and we see Corman like wiggling his way in the rolly chair trying to get out the back door and they come in and sort of like spread out. You see how they come walking They in surround him like, kind of. Whoa, yeah. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Going I like somewhere? D. <laughs> I like D. She's like, you're not really going anywhere. Wasted <laughs> a lot of energy. <laughs> Uh, and they have a proposal. 
And Max says, great use of language, yeah. Max tells him that if he's ready to step up and do the right thing and not tell anybody. <laughs> to do the right thing. <laughs> to step up, do the right thing, and not tell anybody. Because this has been on him the entire time. Yeah, this is, this is him. He needs to step up and do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and... They're saying like, okay, yeah, we'll make a, we'll make like a truce, basically, and no pressing charges. We have to talk about the elf in the room. We're not going to press any charges. And Charlie freaks out here. Yeah, and, he's and not, not upset to cutting this. a deal with this weasel. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like after everything, after after I touched his dick, after Mac, Mac, after we touched our dick, remember we touched his dick? <laughs> like he's like bringing that in. And Dennis like, is like, Dennis, why did you touch his dick? <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, he was taped up. So like, I touched his dick, and <laughs> he like, freaks out. I like that little snap. It's, it's so like a little nice. thing. It's like Charlie like bringing that up right then too. Of like, <laughs> yeah, just like the chaos of the situation. It's like on his brain. It's like he can't like and. Uh, Whatever though, Max gonna plow through it. He's plowing through the whole thing. He grabs a a napkin mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, "Sign this." And he says, "He says that he's gonna build a." This is the word he uses: a confession. A confession. <laughs> he, that's what he says. Max says he's gonna build a <laughs> confession. What is he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you know? Like what? What are they like? I don't understand. Like, what are they making him confess to? I don't know. Or like sign, like, or how they think this is gonna get him out of legal trouble? <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand? I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what exactly he's signing. Uh, and they start un- they start untying him. And don't worry though, not gonna charge him for the duct tape. <laughs> Them having the light <laughs> dark humor. Des and D are both on board for that. <laughs> just, a, yeah, then, just a little joke this is when Charlie comes running in and he smashes the bottle over Corman's head I really don't yeah. like this guy <laughs> yeah he's just like Charlie like, and they start freak, They rightfully start freaking out at, at Charlie I know because they, they were basically at the finish line they were over it they, yeah. yeah they were done they had resolved the problem <laughs> and then Charlie oh. drags him back in <laughs> Okay, fine. Let's just embrace it. Let's just embrace the amnesia thing. It's the only thing we have here. So we just assume they're going to do the amnesia thing. And I like that we don't see it. Yeah, we don't need to. I mean, I think we by now we're all over it. And so we get a, like a nice palate cleanser ending. So sometime later at Patty's, we see the gang singing harmony when Ernie the Barfly shows them Corman's new review. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. And I'll take with me the memories to be my sunshine after rain. And it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Breath. Check it out. What you got there, Ernie? Oh, it's a new review by Corman. Oh. Ah. <clears throat> I woke up in my neighbor's bed with a head wound, yesterday's paper, and an empty bottle of sleeping pills, and my nightmare in that putrid shithole of a bar, Patty's Pub, finally, mercifully, came to an end. The owners all deserve to rot in jail, though having to spend every day with each other in that vile establishment is a decidedly greater punishment. That is why I decided not to press charges, leaving them to live in the hell on earth that they've created for themselves for the rest of their pathetic and miserable lives. 
Uh, Ouch! Yeah, really raked us over the coals really there. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. Right in there. Not a good review. No, no it's not no. a good review. He went right for the throat. He mm -hmm. sure did. He ch hey, listen. At least he didn't mention our names. Yeah. yeah. Right. No pressing charges. No charges. No, charges. no, no names. names. That's good. I don't know why, but I'm a little irritated that he didn't mention. You feel like he would mention our name, right? I am incredibly oh annoyed that he didn't mention. I my wish name. I could live with this, but I can't. It's I know. a story about us. I feel like we got to go talk to him again. We should talk to him. We'll be cool. We'll be civil. Let's just have one more conversation. We're capable of being civil, right? All right, let's just. You know why we wasted time? Don't you love this beautiful harmony they open up this scene with? It's and nice. I mean, I don't know this particular song. Do you? Well, it's 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 so hard to say goodbye to yesterday by G. C. Cameron from the 1975 film Coolie High, later covered by Philly's own Boys to Men on their debut album. Okay, I, I would say this is probably uh, the Boys to Men version. Because I think yeah. uh, later on we do get some boys to men acapella covers from them. Yeah, they they have a, this is where it starts where they have a thing about singing acapella and specifically boys to men. <laughs> this is like this starts this. And Silly I zone. Just, I love this. This I is such a weird, everything fun detail. About it. Yeah, it's I like, love everything. They have so much time together that they're doing this. And it's also like it's a great thing where like they were in this crazy. This is not the the last time they do kind of like a joke like this where. They're in a crazy, crazy, crazy situation. They're brushing and it off. The, like and then the next happened. time we pick up with them, yeah, they're doing something mundane, like something like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they were in a like crazy situation. Happened. Like nothing happened. It was just like, okay, like they're not nervous or worried that it's going to come back to haunt them. No, it's just they, I mean, they never on. get caught. They always get away with shit like this. And as the song is fading out here, I love the little D. Like I, 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 I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I ran out of breath. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> she didn't make it to the end of the thing. Like she even admits, like I didn't make it. Yeah. And she, uh, a guy comes up here and puts down a newspaper. Do you have anything? I, I noticed he was credited on this episode, Ernie. Ernie the Barfly. I mean, he. I think we've talked about him before. We have, but we never actually got his credits because he wasn't actually credited on any episode on IMDb until this one. Ernie the Barflies, played by David Zunick. He was born 1947 in the United States. He's not too much known for him, um, but he did pass in 2009. Mm -hmm. um, we dedicated an episode to him. But he's in a plethora. Of, uh, he's in 12 episodes of It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Dating as far back as to the Aluminum Monster. Yeah. First Fatty like Magoo. He's a fixture you can see. And later on, they put up a picture of him after he passes. Yeah, they hang him up on the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of always in the background there. But he drops a newspaper down. He lets. It's funny that like the bar is open. They have mm -hmm. customers. It's very strange. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. A show like this, wouldn't you think that to have they would have a character that was like a regular at the bar, like an extra character? But they have no regulars. They don't have any character that is a regular at the bar, yeah. which would be an easy way to justify a character being there. I think that's interesting that they don't have like a, a regular. I mean, yeah. e like every bar kind of has like a yeah. Ernie the Barfly, but yeah. even Ernie's but not there steadily. And they don't make make a thing of it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like you know, like in the office, eventually mm -hmm. all the background players stop becoming characters. But there's really no, there's none of that in the show. They, it's 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 cool, but also interesting that they decided to leave that out. Yeah, he's in. Um, uh, Sweet D's dating an R person. Remember, he's uh, yeah. he's like the uh, roadie. 
Oh yeah, setting right. up. He's like, set, like oh yeah, oh, he all the cords and stuff. They're like, Ernie, <laughs> yeah. take a break, go get a bar, <laughs> do, go get a beer. He like they tell him to go get his own beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> so. I guess they have talked and referenced him, but like I don't know, not enough. So they take a look at this new review, and it basically recounts the events of what happened after he woke up, after they tried this amnesia thing on him. And did you notice in the review that he said he woke up in his neighbor's bed? <laughs> so they still even they, messed it a, up. That's a yeah, the third beat. That's a great like third switch, mm-hmm. or the yeah, it's the third one. Yeah, but we still don't get to see it. I mean. No, but I like that it's mentioned in that article at least that they put him in the wrong bed because mm-hmm. that is so like them. Like they just can't get this right, and it basically says he's not pressing charges and that they're they have a like a living hell that they've designed on their own. Uh, it's pretty disparaging stuff, and when that's all said and done, wow, he really raked us over the coals. <laughs> They're just like, wow. Yeah, they're not happy. They're not content, and they never will be. But what they wanted was individual recognition for specific things, which is not what they got. And they tried to showcase this to him the entire time that they had him there. Right, and then then when it's all said and done, and they're like, okay, he raked his little coals, and then this is brilliant how it's like a slow burn where they're like, well, at least he's not pressing charges and he didn't mention our names. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he didn't mention our names. I kind of wish that he, then they, they kind of yeah, go like, see, I, like they like were never satisfied. And, yeah. and like, it's almost like that, it's almost like Corman knew if they left the names out, he would still get at them. You know what yeah, I mean? This is yeah, almost maybe, his revenge, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and like he they, got to see these people firsthand and what they're like. Yeah. And they figure, let's go out, we'll just try again. We'll try again. We'll ask we'll talk to him. We're reasonable we'll people. Yeah. <laughs> We can sort this out. <laughs> and as they leave, Charlie's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. He runs back in and <laughs> he grabs his trusty hammer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so it's all going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> but that's them. They live in a like a endless loop. Yeah. They don't uh, grow and learn. <laughs> of course, they're going to make the same mistakes. And that's the end of the episode. So what is your favorite character? I'm um, going to go with Mac. I'm also going with Mac. I'm going to go with Mac. I think this is like a good episode for Mac. We get to showcase him kicking, um, doing, it, it, pretending to know karate a little bit more. Leaning it, it into doesn't that hurt. Angle. It doesn't hurt that it also reminds us of Spencer. Yeah, like, it was kind of nostalgic. <laughs> kind of like, yeah. This is like the first one where like, when he's going to jump kick that, where you're like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> and the pool cue demonstration in the bathroom. That's pretty uh, great. What is your favorite scene? Uh, Dennis and D packing at Corman's. Oh, nice. or or Mayhar, sorry. I'm gonna say mine is the roundhouse kick out, outside. But I don't think it's the street, dude. I, I don't <laughs> that, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> awesome moment. And plus, we get the cool line of uh, you yeah, know, what, sir, we we all have cats we'd like to be playing with. Like, well, what is your favorite line? Speaking of that, oh, um, it's Charlie's. Something happened. None of your business. Thank you very much. <laughs> like he doesn't want to talk about it. That's how I like to answer voice questions. <laughs> I think mine for me is I've never been more serious about anything in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and the music and like the way he says it, like that got me every single time. Like he, his body changes, he gets like stiff. <laughs> and I like Charlie's like laughing at him. <laughs> do you, yeah, I don't think you could do that. <laughs> like, 
All right, it is time for the IMDb Trivia Challenge. These are three trivia statements, and one of them is true from the website IMDb, and the other two are made up by me. Ross, please tell me the correct one from the website IMDb. Is it because you don't know the, the answer? You, this is just like <laughs> you, you want to know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Number one, a real bad review of the show sparked the idea for this episode. Number two, this episode is ranked number one in Japan. Number three, Danny DeVito is not in this episode. <sighs> this is tough. <laughs> yeah. uh, Think about it. Don't 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 mess it up. Don't mess, don't embarrass me in front of our listeners. How many how many chances do I get? <laughs> you get one chance. One strike, oh, you're out. I'm gonna go with uh, Danny DeVito is not in this episode, and you That's can feel cor- it. That's correct. Yeah, you can feel it. And IMDb thought it was trivia worthy enough to just say Danny DeVito was not in this episode. I don't know how that's trivia. It's just that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. And they yeah, had nothing else. They, they there was nothing else. No, not really. There was the there was the boys the men song, but I want to mention that up top before. So yeah, we would mention that anyway. Yeah. So I got to ask you, Ross, this comes to our final thoughts, Ross, our final thoughts. Is this episode the exact type of atmosphere we've been trying to cultivate? Or this episode can't break the window with a roundhouse kick? Let's get serious. This episode can't break the window with a roundhouse <laughs> kick. Let's get serious. I know. It's it's just there's something. This episode doesn't pop. There's something about this episode that doesn't. And there are funny moments, but it just doesn't pop for some reason. Right. I think it's, I, it might be Corman. I think most of it is Corman, and, and and I think he does a good job of playing his role. But I think they wrote the role incorrectly. Yeah, he's too. I think they unlikely. went the wrong angle. I think they they captured a likable, more likable person. Yeah, it w- would have been way funnier. And, and for and my, lighter, to be honest. True, and for my end of it though, I, I was doing a lot of thinking about this. How how weird this is. How how the the episode where the gang is mad about someone that gave them a bad review is the episode I don't like and would give a bad review to. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like how yeah. meta that is and like how the <laughs> always sunny does play with meta stuff where like they're yeah, doing something they in the do episode, that all but the they're time. actually talking about their show. Right. In real life where it's like, I can't escape the idea that it's in my head and it's sort of like, I almost have to say I like this episode because of the meta-ness that it makes me feel. Like, mm. how it's it's bizarre. Like, I didn't really realize it till I was doing this critical watch of this episode specifically. I always said I didn't like this episode. But then as I'm watching it, I'm going, I don't like this episode that's about people not liking things. You know? um, <laughs> it's crazy. I know, it's crazy. I know. I, it's just like, it's not a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, you gotta be honest. I, are you gonna watch? Put this in the rotation? Probably not. It just doesn't pop. Right. It doesn't I mean, pop. It, it, but it's 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 a bad episode of Always Sunny. Is still a good. It's, it's still episode stuff of TV. Happen. I mean, yeah. Mac establishes some great Mac stuff in this episode, and then mm-hmm. the boys, the men stuff. Yeah, I mean, there are some seeds in there, but again, I I think the overall tone is set by Corman. Like them pushing yeah. against someone that's pushing back. Isn't yeah. kind of funny to me if they had been pushing against someone that like wasn't pushing at them at all is kind right. of funnier to me. Yeah, it's yeah, like you're right. I don't know. That's interesting. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm coming out of this lukewarm. I'm gonna give it a light 
we've been trying to cultivate because I oh, can't say it's up. bad. I can't <laughs> do it. It's not in my. I said from the beginning, uh, it's not in my nature. I mean, we aren't a review show at all. No, it's <laughs> no one's really looking. Wait, what do they think? You know what I mean? No, I know that's true. That is true. We're just trying to see what makes it funny. You're right, and in this episode, something was missing for me. I don't know what it was, but something was definitely missing. I mean, it could be Frank, but I do like season one episodes. It's not necessarily. In the episode where there's no D or Frank is in- an incredible episode. Yeah, that, I mean, I love that episode. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. But. So, I don't know. It's very interesting. Hard but, to tell. Uh, what do we got going on next week? Uh, next week, we have season four, episode nine, Dennis Reynolds, An Erotic Life. Now, this episode is great. Something this is else. Ver- this is so <laughs> this is a funny. fun one. We got, uh, I think we can expect some Sinbad. We can expect some Rob Thomas. <laughs> Rob Thomas in a great role, yeah. We can uh, We can expect uh, a water fountain. A, a yeah, a fountain water of youth. Fountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We can expect some um, walking in other people's shoes. Yeah, we yep, that's right. We can we can expect some fifty shades of gray type of uh movie. Million little made. pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A diary of sorts in this episode. Yep. Uh we can expect a rehab facility. That's right, yeah, rehab facility. And also a, just a garage. <laughs> a <laughs> warehouse, a, a, yeah. A warehouse <laughs> car shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which begs the question is like they left him in front of a. I we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they left yeah. him in front of a rehab. How did he get and, into a warehouse? And just and just before, and just so we don't forget, also some Mister Bovine Joni. Bone ex- John <laughs> Boney <Bovine>. himself. So <laughs> Mac in a bald head cap. Oh my god! It looks so real. <laughs> I know it does. It's good. It's good to work. Uh, and then he's wearing a wig over it later. We'll talk about that episode. That's so it's that's such a, a good fun. one. But all right, yeah, that's gonna do it for us here at the Always Sunny Cast. And please join us uh, the next time for that episode because that episode, uh, you know, is a, a good lot of one. Fun. Yeah. And in the meantime, a good day. Good day to, to use. Always Sunny Cast is not endorsed or affiliated with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Eric Regan and Ross Northrup. Email thoughts, questions, suggestions, corrections, or things we just plain forgot to alwayshoneycastpod at gmail.com. And if you have a moment, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. And as always, thanks for listening, you jabronis. <laughs>